1: this A'ce cast download is brought to you by Link soul go to linksoul.com and by
0: nest bedding love where you sleep go to nestbedding.com looking for the latest on the Ace minor leagues one of the latest additions to AceCast is the farm a look around the minor leagues with interviews updates and profiles on the
1: future As tearing up the minors.
0: Podcast. I'm your host, AthleticsFarm.com editor in chief Bill Moriarty, and today we're going to be talking with the A's director of player development, Ed Sprague. Now in his fourth season as the A's farm director, we wanted to get his insights on some of the A's most promising prospects, as well as some of the young players who've recently had the chance to make their major league debuts with the Oakland A's. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Ed. Oh, my pleasure. So, um, you know, I wanted to start out by asking you about uh, a handful of guys who have recently joined the big league, uh, recently joined the A's from the minor league system before we get into talking about some of the most uh, intriguing names who are currently down on the farm. And I wanted to start out by asking you about a guy by the name of Zach Geloff. You know, he was a former second round pick of yours. I know a lot of people always felt good about him obviously it's been great to see the start he's gotten off to in the major leagues but can you tell me what you think um you know contributes to the fact that he's been able to get his major league career off to such a good start there with oakland
1: i think it's his makeup you know he always hit the ground running with us um been a quality guy i mean the rest of the players in the clubhouse have been drawn to him since day one uh since we had him in you know early on in arizona in the instructional league and a small little stint he did in AAA that very first year. And uh, like I said, he, he's just one of the guys in the clubhouse to became an automatic leader. And I just think that's uh, been a big key for him to go up there and, and get off to a good start and just show his true character.
0: Yeah, he certainly looks like uh, the kind of player that could be the cornerstone mm-hmm. of, uh, of a new A's team going forward, which is great to see. Uh, another interesting guy who's been up with the A's this season, who you've seen a lot of over the years, is infielder jordan diaz you know he's a guy who obviously has a great ability to put the bat on the ball um you know maybe he swings at a few too many pitches i know there's been some discussion over over the years about jordan diaz and you know whether it's better to just let him do his thing and and swing away or you know if 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 it would be better to, to try to apply a little restraint to him but what do you feel is the key for jordan diaz to to become kind of a consistently productive hitter at the major league level
1: yeah, I mean, I think
0: he, he is he's definitely got hitterish,
1: tech, you know, tendencies. I don't think you're ever gonna get him to be super patient. That part of what makes him good is his aggressiveness. Um, you know, he's gonna have to let the game come to him a little bit and not force the issue at, at times because um, they're they're gonna try to take advantage of that aggressiveness. And so he's just gonna have to learn to take the walks. You know, but he, go up there, be aggressive, attack your pitch, but. You know, just want to stop there. Just allow them to to, to walk in, move on, and I think that's going to be that's Sometimes it's a hard lesson for a young guy who's had so much success being aggressive. Uh, but that that'll be key for him to be a consistent everyday player.
0: Yeah, when when you can put the bat on almost every ball you swing at, it's hard. It's hard to re restrain yourself sometimes. I know. Um, but uh, another interesting guy who's been up there just recently, uh, maybe the last week and a half or so, is uh, Lawrence Butler. Obviously very exciting, very dynamic player. He's got power. He's got speed. Uh, he's got a certain presence about him. Um, can you tell me what, what you've really seen out of Lawrence Butler lately before he got the call up to the major leagues, and uh, where do you think he's at at this uh, stage of uh, stage of the game?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest
0: thing for for Lawrence was just taking that
1: one final step of maturity um, you know he's he wants to do well so good so badly and he gets down on himself at times and sometimes he does that during the game or he did and kind of really saw a change in him this year double-a midland where he's kind of able to you know let some bad at bats go let let some things you know that happened early in the game let them you know not be so judgmental on himself and, and just continue to play the game hard and then reflect after the game and i think that's probably been the biggest biggest turnaround for him i always do He loves to play he's very passionate like you said and sometimes that passion works both ways he wants it so bad that uh you know he becomes upset with himself when he's not playing the way he wants to but i think that's just the last little bit of maturity that he kind of needed to get over the hump.
0: yeah i think when you're a, a super enthusiastic player like he is sometimes it's it's hard to remind yourself that baseball is a game of failure and 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 you've got to deal with that even more than you have to deal with success um the final guy who's up there with the a's right now that i wanted to ask you about is uh, former first-round pick Tyler Soderstrom, still just 21 years old, very talented kid. Um, where do where do you feel Tyler Soderstrom's at, and what do you feel um, you know he's still going to need to learn to do to become a consistently productive major league hitter going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, similar to Jordan, right? I mean, they both uh, are aggressive hitters. Uh, they've you know they have gotten the big leagues at a young age, being aggressive. And, you know, there's no doubt that pitchers know who they are and can, you know, exploit your weaknesses much quicker nowadays with all the information they have. And, again, I think Tyler's just going to have to, you know, let the game come to him, take his base hits, not not try to force the power too early, uh, just be a hitter first, use the whole field. Uh, he's so good in left center. Um, you know, I just want to see him get back to using the left center a little bit more and not try to pull the ball so much. And, and uh, you know, that'll shrink his his zone a little bit if he's not trying to you know, come out of his shoes on every swing and, and automatically the walks will, will increase and the strikeouts will cut, be cut down. So
0: that's really, um, you know, the biggest thing for him is just, you know, is not being so aggressive right now. Well, it's great to see these guys getting their opportunity at the major league level this season. But let's talk about some of the exciting names who are still down on the farm, uh, wait, waiting for the opportunity to get their shot up there. And I think probably one of the best stories in your system this year has been shortstop Daryl Hernias you know uh, he came over from Baltimore in the Cole Irvin deal and he's just been one of the best hitters in your system all season started at Midland now he's at Vegas hasn't missed a beat since he's been uh, promoted to Triple A. think he's still hitting around 330 getting on base showing some pop playing shortstop almost every day can you tell me what what you've seen out of Daryl Hernias and and, and also uh, do you foresee him just staying as an everyday shortstop or have, has there been any talk of maybe getting him some time at some other positions as well? Um, tell me, tell me about that a bit. Yeah, Daryl's been great. I mean, like
1: I said, another guy who kind of hit the ground running with us in terms of the bat. Uh, you know, we didn't try to learn as much about him as we could in spring training, uh, get to know him a little bit. You know, we, there were some question marks a little bit about his defense at shortstop. We weren't quite sure, Uh, He has continued to improve there. Uh, Every day he's he's been over there, and, and, uh, you know, he knows his deficiencies. He doesn't have the strongest of arms, but he's accurate. He gets rid of it quick. Um, You know, first step is going to be a big key for him in staying there. I think his hands work. I think he's got enough arm to do it. It's going to be a matter of, uh, you know, first step instinct and quickness, um, whether he stays over there. But I think for now there's no reason – why he shouldn't I mean he hasn't he hasn't played his way off the position yet in my mind so uh, and he's swung the bat extremely well so uh, you know he's a line drive slasher uses the whole field he's another guy he's very aggressive um, with the bat and you know that's going to have to be understood that as he moves up they'll, they'll start to exploit that a little bit but uh, he is he is very aggressive uh, he does have the ability to move the ball around I mean he definitely has a, a plan to play he's not just wildly hacking uh, he'll shoot the four hole if he sees them playing up the middle and does some things very special that way. So, um, I think he'll, I think he will get a little bit of time at, at uh, second, third down the stretch a little bit here, uh, with Kevin Smith being back healthy now. And, you know, um, so Brett Harrison will move, move a little, get a little time at second base as well. And we'll kind of switch those guys, you know, around the diamond on that second, third and short a little bit with, uh, you know, Smith and her mostly playing short and Harris getting a little time at second as, as well as third. So, um, yeah, that's certainly been talked about, but I think right now, you know, we're primarily thinking of him as a shortstop.
0: Well, certainly if he's able to stick at shortstop with the bat he's got, that's uh, that's definitely a valuable find there. Well, you mentioned the other guy I was just about to ask you about, and that was third baseman Brett Harris, who came up with Hernandez from, uh, from Midland to Vegas, and, uh, you know, he's always been one of those guys, just kind of solid all around, nothing kind of pops off in terms of tools but um you know a pretty solid player can you tell me a little bit about uh, about what you've seen out of brett harris and his time in the system
1: yeah just very consistent you know real real pro when it comes to uh, playing the game um he does have a little bit of pop in there you know but he does use the whole field he's a very situational driven hitter i think um but i think you know the one standout quality i think is his defense is really really becoming above average uh you know like i said i think in the beginning, you say, oh, it's a good glove, it's an average glove, but it started to become pretty special defensively over there, especially his consistency um, at the hot corner. So, yeah, he's, he's just a really good all-around ball player. We like him a lot. He runs the bases well. He's not super fast, but he knows how to knows how to go first and third and gets good jumps. And um, he just does a lot of things that you know kind of go unnoticed over the course of the day. I, you know, I think if you watched him one day, you wouldn't overly be impressed, but you watch him for a week, and he's really going to stand out.
0: Yeah, and, and another guy at Vegas who, you know, is an interesting player, and I feel a little overlooked sometimes, is catcher Kyle McCann. Left-handed hitting catcher. We know he's made great strides with the bat over the past couple seasons. He's having a really good season at uh, Vegas. I think, you know, his his uh, his numbers may have been a little better than Tyler Soderstrom's, actually. Um, you know, he's done a great job with the bat, and I know he's he's been on the I.L. recently. But can you tell me where you think things are at uh, with uh, catcher Kyle McCann?
1: Yeah, I think the last year and a half for him has been fantastic. You know, he's made a lot of strides. He's become a leader in the clubhouse. His catching has improved. His throwing has become more accurate. Uh, He's a consistent blocker. He's understanding, you know, the game-calling aspect of it. Um, You know, we know he's got big power, but I think that he really impressed the big league staff with his catching ability in spring training. And, you know, a guy that, like I said, he kind of put himself on the map, you know, going into last year.
0: Uh, You know, and I'll tell you what, another guy who is is always overlooked, who's in Vegas right now, is Max Schumann. You know, he's a very versatile guy, can play almost every position on the field. And, uh, you know, all he does is get on base about 40% of the time, hit close to 300, and like I said, play almost every position on the field. Can you tell me, you know, do do you... think Max Schumann is, a, is the kind of guy that you know maybe does have a shot as a legitimate major leaguer is kind of you know one of those super utility guys who could move around but what do you what do you see for Max Schumann yeah exactly what you said I mean he's super
1: versatile he plays he plays everywhere but he plays everywhere really good you know I mean that's the one one thing to be able to play different positions but to play be able to play them all play them well uh is what I think stands out for him and yeah, he's got a chance to do a lot of it, infield, outfield. He fields, he, he runs the bases. He's you know he's been consistent with the bat over the last year and a half, two years. Um, you know I think he's he's a Pinder type player, but probably maybe a little better defensively, but with a little less power, maybe a little bit better runner. You know kind of in that mold where you know you can kind of put him anywhere on the diamond not to worry about him, and he's going to give you a good solid at bat.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see a guy like Max Schumann get a get a shot at the major league level here before long. I think I think it would be fun, and he seems like the kind of guy who kind of rises to the challenge uh, every opportunity he gets. Um, one guy, one pitcher who was recently promoted to Vegas that I wanted to ask you about is right-hander Joey Estes. You know, he came over in the uh, Matt Olson deal, and uh, I believe he's still just 21 years old. He's been one of your best pitchers in, in the system this season. Got off to a tremendous start at Midland has just been up to Vegas for a couple starts now but can you tell me what what you've seen of 21-year-old Joey Estes and you know and and how close you think he may be to being able to put it put it all together enough to uh, to be able to get a look at the major league level either sometime this season or next year Yeah I mean he's, he's a super competitor he you know he, he wants the ball
1: he knows what he's doing he can pitch out of trouble um, you know his fastballs in the mid 90s got a good breaking ball changeup uh, still coming and, and learning how to use it. I think that, you know, I still think he's got a little bit of time before he's ready, but, you know, he's, he has, you know, made the challenge. He's actually had, you know, one good start and one not so good start. Got, you know, got give a few seeing eye hits. And then, you know, then left the ball in the middle of the plate and got hammered a couple home runs uh, in Vegas, which that's happens, you know, when, you, when yeah. you literally have his breaking ball that day. And that's going to happen to you a little bit, but he didn't get down on himself. He's, He's going to be out there. He's been, you know, he's been very durable in terms of wanting the ball and being able to take the ball every fifth, sixth day. And, and uh, like you said, he's young and competitive. He's got a good arm. And if knock on wood, he stays healthy. I think, um, you know, probably at some point next year. I would imagine that that he would get an opportunity.
0: Yeah, no, I'm excited to see what the future holds for Joey Estes again, being as young as he is in Triple A at this point. Okay, I wanted to ask you about a few guys down at Double A Midland. And uh, I want to start off with a former first-round pick, of your shortstop Max Muncy, who was promoted from Lansing. And uh, you know, he he uh, has actually been hitting better since he's gotten up to Double A. Kind of impressive what Max Muncy's been able to do since he's gotten up there. Again, he's still a pretty young guy. But can you tell me where you think Max Muncy's at at this stage of his development? Yeah, you know, I think that I, I just think you know with some of the moves we made and uh, advancing.
1: Some of those guys up from Midland to Vegas, you know, kind of left us with a hole there. We probably moved Max maybe a little sooner than we wanted to, um, but we felt like sometimes, you know, knowing Max's personality that, uh, you know, was a challenge him a little bit sometimes is a good thing for him uh, because I think he, what he likes to be pushed. He's always been the kid who's kind of played up as a kid. You know, he's always played the, with an older kids uh, than him and had to prove himself. So um, we felt like it was a challenge for him a little bit, and, and he started off a little bit slow. But he's now kind of started to figure it out. And uh, you know, double A is kind of where the rubber hits the road in terms of the professional game, right? It's a, kind of where it begins. And so he's going to get a quick lesson there about about the, how the game is played at double A level. And so far, he's handled himself okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, usually it is a bit of challenge for a lot of those hitters when they arrive at Midland. So it's good uh, to see him getting off to a good start there at double A. Uh, with this opportunity another very exciting player there at midland this year is denzel clark the outfielder you know very much a lawrence butler type as well in terms of his power and speed and you know you could argue that uh, denzel clark actually uh, you know was putting up better numbers than lawrence butler was even at midland this year i know he's on the injured list right now but can you tell me where uh, things uh, things are at with denzel clark
1: yeah he's you know he's done obviously done very well he did a little better than i personally expected him to do um you know he obviously came with a bunch of swing and miss early. and I thought that was going to get exposed, but um, he was able to spend a little bit extra time in spring training. You know, he had to, a little bit of a slow start with an injury there and then, um, then get hit the ground running. It was just like off to a fantastic start his first week. I think he was player of the week and hit, hit like four homers. Uh, and then, you know, kind of went through a little bit of a lull and then kind of picked it back up right before getting hurt again. So he's, he has played well. I mean, without the injury, you, you might see him in, in AAA Vegas as well right now, but Uh, we'll just have to wait till he gets back and, and see where we go. But, you know, he's a dynamic player who when you watch him play and if he puts the bat on the ball and it's pretty impressive, you know, like I said, he still has some chase in there and he's still a young player in terms of games played as a, as an overall baseball player. But, um, the, the raw skill is elite, you know, and it's
0: Bo Jackson like when he hits it and when he runs and fields and throws. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you can dream on a lot of things with him. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited to see uh, uh, Denzel Clark once he gets back on the field again. Another interesting name at Midland, a guy who's been in the system an awful long time, is our friend Lazaro Armentaris. You know, um, uh, again, been around for a while. Seems like this year he's, you know, kicked it up a notch. Uh, he's um, He's been showing some pop. He's been taking his walks, hitting his home runs. Of course, the strikeout number's still a little concerning. But do you feel that Lazaro has has made a bit of a jump forward this year. And and where do you feel he's at in general in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, another guy that, you know, has really surprised me how well he's
1: done. I mean, he he does come with a lot of strikeouts, but he somehow matches it with walks. You know, he doesn't doesn't swing out of the zone very often. He doesn't, um, unfortunately, when he does swing, and a lot of times he misses. But, you know, he does power and he can run. His outfield play has really improved. Uh, I've been very impressed with his at-bats. I mean, you you watch him in person. If you look at the numbers, they don't make sense a lot when you just look at a stat line. Uh, But if you watch him, uh, his at-bats are competitive. It's like he sees it and he decides to take it. When he decides to swing, if it's a breaking ball, he misses it. But (laughs) he doesn't either. And and when he does hit it, he's so strong uh, that good things happen. So. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a strange one, but he, he, his his at bats have been really really competitive this year. Um, he just seems like he has an idea what he's doing, and not just kind of waving aimlessly at the ball, which he he has seemed to do at the at the lower levels. It's it seems like he's got a better approach and a plan. Like you said, still still some swing and miss that's concerning, but overall his game has, has been tremendous.
0: Yeah, no, it's been good to see him at least to make some improvements this year. Uh, one pitcher who spent most of the season uh, with Midland that I wanted to ask you about is uh, right-hander Ryan Cusick. Got off to a much better start at Midland this year than he did last year, and but I know uh, recently you've sent him down to Arizona to uh, to work on some things. Can you so can you tell me where things are at and with Ryan Cusick and what's going on with him at this stage of the game?
1: Yeah, he's he's actually he's going to head back to Midland tomorrow. He just took a couple of weeks off. We wanted to work on his mechanics a little bit, get some of his fastball characteristics back that that he had when he was with in the Braves system. Um, you know, he had started to rush out onto his front side and wasn't kind of staying back over that back leg. And it kind of, you know, some of the metrics kind of were off, and we wanted to get him back to where he can pitch, you know, 95-97, attack up in the zone as well as down the zone. So he had done fine. It wasn't a situation like that, but we just felt like there was a little bit more in the tank uh, with him. And the best thing to do was we'd pull him out of competition for a couple of weeks to see if we could – you know, solve some of those things with uh, some of our new technologies, our pitching coaches down on the Arizona level, and then and then send him back for the, the remainder of the year. So it certainly wasn't a punishment or injury. Just like I said, I, we thought there was just a, a tick more in there that we wanted to see if we could get out uh, prior to the season ending.
0: Good. Well, it'll be interesting to see what he can do once he arrives back at Midland. Okay. Just wanted to ask you about a handful of uh, young guys before we wrap up here. And uh, first off, your former first round pick from last year, Ketchum, Daniel Susack spent all season at Lansing seems like he's had a good season he's been uh, showing some pop he's been hitting around 300 um, uh, I'm curious to know if you like what you've seen out of his bat and uh, how you feel he's been developing as a catcher this season as well yeah you know he has he has good bat to ball skills he has a tendency to want to cover too much of the zone I
1: think is why you don't see the the big power numbers um, you know inside outs a lot of pitches and uh, he doesn't really kind of know how to backspend the ball on the pull side yet, which I think he'll get there. Um, We've talked about that a little bit, something we'll probably continue to work on with him. He's, you know, he's kind of a long arm guy, so getting those hands inside the baseball can be a little bit of a challenge. I think we just rather maybe shrink the zone that, he, that he's attacking a little bit to see if he can, um, you know, he can drive a few more pitches in the gaps at that point. But that's kind of really what uh, we're looking at. Overall, his catching has improved. You know, he's throwing well. He throws better from his knees than he does – Standing up, I think, that's just because he's, you know, he's such a big, tall guy and all the way up there. But, uh, you know, you see a lot of guys catching on the knee now and throwing from the knee. So that's not too surprising. But overall, I think it's uh, been a really solid, good first year for him.
0: Yeah, I think uh, anyone would have to be pleased with what you've seen out of uh, his first full season in pro ball this year. Um, I, I wanted to, to ask you briefly about a couple you guys you've, you've just had a brief time with since they've been drafted this year. Um, starting with shortstop Jacob Wilson, your your top pick this year, who's uh, been sent there to Lansing uh, with Daniel Susack. Uh, I know, again, you, you've only had so much time to get a look at him, but I'm curious to know what your first impressions of this year's first round pick have been. And also, uh, you know, I, I know he's known kind of as a bit of a contact hitter, but I'm curious to know if you, if you feel there maybe there's a, a little more power in there that, that can be developed going forward as well. Yeah, I mean, I think time will tell on that. You know, we have a tendency to just let our first year guys play that first,
1: you know, the strap guys, let them go do their thing. And, you know, he's come as advertised. He's a a plus defender. He's got a good arm, quick release. Uh, He's very aggressive in the box. He doesn't strike out a lot, puts the bat on the ball. I mean, that's kind of everything we thought we were getting. He's kind of been that so far. So uh, is there some power in there? Yeah, there might be a little bit of power in there. We'll just have to wait to see. You know, you don't want to you don't want to try to do something too early with a guy who's contacted base swing and, and uh, you know, try to tap into some power that may or may not be there, and then you kind of screw something else up that, that made him the pick he was. So I think we'll kind of let this ride for a while. We'll see how he kind of looks coming back after an off offseason of, you know, the weight room and doing some things there that he probably has never had a chance to do. You know, he'd probably been playing her year-round since he was seven years old. So mm-hmm. – uh. You know, so we'll just have to go from there. But he, he'll be an in instructional league, and we'll continue to to watch him. I think, you know, again, another guy, you know, along the lines of Diaz and Hernize and Soderstrom, they're really aggressive hitters. So um, if you can shrink the zones they're attacking, you know, you're going to swing at better pitches. If you swing at better pitches, you have a tendency to drive those pitches better. So that's generally where the power will come
0: from as opposed to trying to do some sort of magical uh, – swing adjustment right exactly and then the final guy i wanted to ask you ask you about was your second uh, uh pick this season uh miles Naylor. uh you've sent him out to a full season team with stockton just recently uh high school kid drafted as a shortstop i know there's talk about him moving to third base seems like he's mostly been playing shortstop at stockton but can you just give me your first impressions of of the kid miles Naylor and and maybe what you anticipate for him going forward defensively yeah, I mean, first of all, good makeup obviously comes from, you know,
1: a background of Major League Brothers and, you know, Denzel's cousin. And, I mean, he's just athletic family. He's, um, you know, he's he's got real easy power. The body's a lot leaner and cleaner than I think maybe looked like on video meeting him. Uh, we are going to let him play short the rest of this summer and, and kind of go from there. We won't rule out a little bit of third from time to time, but I think we're going to see what we got in terms of the shortstop position, um, you know, and like I said, I think it's it's real easy power. He's a young kid. I mean, like I said, we kind of threw him in the fire and stopped, and I feel like uh, he could handle it given his, given his his background with his brothers and, and the competition he played with at the, on the Canadian national team against a lot of major league players. So I don't think he's overwhelmed. And, you know, if we still had Vermont, I think, you know, we certainly sent him to Vermont, and I think the second half and and the California league is very similar to that, um, nowadays anyway. So, um, yeah, so excited to watch him play and just let him do his thing and see where he's at. And, you know, he's kind of trying to get used to some of the heat in Arizona and now it's stock in Stockton here, uh, that he's might be not used to, but get him out there playing every day. and I
0: think he's going to be a really good player. Yeah. Well, it'll be exciting to see what some of these young guys who were recently drafted, uh, are able to do. And also excited to see, uh, the improvements of some of these guys at the top of the level, like the uh, Hernia's and and Muncies and Denzel Clark's, what they can continue to do as well. But thank you so much, Ed. We appreciate you taking the time out today to give us your insights on these guys, and uh, we'll certainly look forward to uh, talking to you again soon. Okay, Bill. Thank you. And thanks to all of you out there for listening to this edition of our A's Farm podcast. Be sure to check back in for the next episode. And don't forget that you can always find updates on the A's top prospects and all the daily action in the A's minor league system on our A's Farm website at athleticsfarm.com. That's athleticsfarm.com. Thanks again. I'm A's Farm Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty, and we'll see you again down on the farm.